Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On today's episode, one of our listeners writes in, and they have a great question. What does it mean that the first shall be last in Matthew 2016? Well, this is a great question. And just to reiterate, Matthew 2016 says, so the, the last will be first and the first last. The context of Matthew 20, it begins in Matthew 19.1, and it runs through Matthew 20.34. The Galilean ministry of the Lord Jesus has now ended, and Jesus and his disciples begin the journey towards Jerusalem. In Matthew 19, 3-12, Jesus explains the sanctity of marriage and reveals the tragedy of the rich young man in contrast to the gracious reward awaiting those who follow him. And then this leads to the parable of the vineyard workers in Matthew 20, 1-16. Jesus then gives a third prediction of his death, and he sets an example for community service, for suffering, and and for service. And and as he and his disciples begin their ascent to Jerusalem, Jesus mercifully heals the blind man in Jericho. After promising Peter a great reward for leaving everything behind to follow him, Jesus then tells the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. You see, the Old Testament prophets sometimes spoke by Israel as a vineyard of the Lord in Isaiah 5 and Jeremiah 12. And when Jesus spoke of a landowner hiring idle day laborers for his vineyard, His listeners would have thought of the Lord urging individuals, even those on the margins of society, to join his people. The parable in Matthew 20 about the workers in the vineyard is found only here in Matthew 21 through 16. It's given in response to Peter's questioning in Matthew 19, 27. You see, Peter wanted to know the reward that would be given to those who give up everything to follow him. And his response helps the disciples and Christians understand the truth about the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 20, 16 means that a disciple of the Lord should not measure their worth by comparing it with accomplishments and sacrifices of others. They should instead focus on serving the Lord and others with a heart of gratitude and response to the grace of God. Now, Jesus isn't denying uh, degrees of reward here. He's affirming the generosity of God is more abundant than anyone could expect. All laborers, except the very first, got more than they deserved. And so Jesus Jesus here made this statement about the first being the last, first, in Matthew 19.30. The first statement's context is made in an encounter with a rich young ruler in Matthew 19.16-30. And the young man Jesus spoke about with turned away from him, unable to give up great wealth. And so Jesus asked the disciples what reward, I mean, excuse me, Jesus' disciples asked the Lord what reward they would have in heaven since they had given up everything to follow him. And Jesus promises in Matthew 9:29 a hundred times as much. And his response, Jesus is in, in Matthew 19:30 is, but many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. And so Jesus' point in Matthew twenty sixteen it illustrates the point made to the rich young ruler in Matthew nineteen sixteen through thirty. The point isn't that the rich aren't always last in heaven, nor are the poor always first. 
Neither is the point that Christians will enjoy influence and wealth in this life or that earthly rank translates into heavenly rank. Jesus' point is that God, who sees the heart, will reward. You see, the disciples are an example of those who may be the first, but they were poor. But the rich running ruler is an example of the one who would be last. His wealth did not make him last, but his response, uh, his response to Jesus did. The, and the best way to understand this point that Jesus is making in Matthew 19.30 and 2016 is that all Christians, no matter how hard they work during their lives, will receive the same reward, eternal life. The thief on the cross in Luke 23, 39-43 was limited to a moment of repentance, a confession of faith in Jesus. He received the same reward as Timothy, who served the Lord for years. The ultimate reward of eternal life will be given equally to all based on the grace of God in Jesus. So Matthew 20, 16 helps Bible readers understand there will be many surprises in heaven because heaven's value system is far different than the earth's. Those who are esteemed and respected like the rich young ruler will be frowned upon by the Lord. God will reward those despised and rejected like Jesus and the disciples and the Christians are today by the world. Jesus wants Christians not to get caught up in worldly thinking and fall into error, but be faithful to him. So those who are first in their opinion of others may be shocked to learn on Judgment Day they are last in the opinion of the one that matters most, the Lord Jesus. And so what this parable shows us, this parable of the labors in the vineyard, we learn that God makes entry into his kingdom possible for all types of people with no distinction based on their ability, their effort, or even their social standing. Joining the people of God, entering the kingdom, experiencing salvation, they all come by the power of God through the grace of God, apart from anything that can be done to earn, earn it. And because of this, many whom the unbelieving world system of values would assign to even the lowest place in any system of government or culture will occupy the highest place when God fully establishes rule at the, same, at the second coming of Jesus. Well, people today, they equate fairness with getting what they deserve. They say, if I deserve this, and then they state what I deserve in terms of demanding my rights to be satisfied. And I, that means that they're arguing, I deserve fairness because of my rights. All people deserve to be treated fairly because every person is made in the image and likeness of God. And when it comes to fairness and eternal life, what we deserve isn't eternal life. It's hell, a place of unending, unrelenting, conscious punishment. You see, eternal life is so precious because Jesus came in his incarnation under the sentence of death, giving us eternal life. And in the parable, the master gave all, as he promised, a fair and agreeable wage. Central in the ministry of Jesus was eternal life. And so the lesson that God never deprives anyone of anything they deserve and never gives us less than what we deserve. The biblical God is not only the creator, he's also our covenant Lord as Christians. And so by all rights, the one who gives life and sustains life has a right to tell us what to do and to tell us what our lives should be like. And so by all rights, the Lord has every right to be a cruel taskmaster, but he's not. The Lord is always fair. And the accusation often goes out that the Lord is unfair in judgment. And yet what sinners deserve, we need to understand, is death and damnation. But what the Lord gives sinners through the finished and sufficient work of Jesus is grace and mercy. And so there are two choices here in response to this teaching today. Salvation by grace or damnation by works. No one is good enough to earn God's presence apart from Jesus. You see, in the death of Jesus, the wrath of God was fully satisfied by him. And so the Lord in his death and resurrection has given man the greatest gift ever. So his own could be forgiven, adopted, and loved by him. 
So in the parable in Matthew 20, everyone gets one denarius, which is what a worker needs to live. And the payment represents eternal life, and the workers represent the people of God. Some people work hard and long like Timothy or only serve him for a little while like others. Others, like the thief on the cross, believe in Jesus and go immediately to heaven. And the story Jesus tells us helps us to understand the fairness of God's justice, and yet it also celebrates the Lord's generosity. Whether we have believed in Jesus at a young age or an old age, we have all received the greatest gift of God possible in the grace of Jesus. And Jesus' point here is that he is fair to everyone, whether they labor all day or one hour in his name. The worker's point in the story is that the people of God know that that God mistreats no one, so if they stumble, they stumble over the grace of God and his generosity, not his injustice. God is gracious to those who deserve nothing, for it is his sovereign pleasure to give good gifts to the people of God, which is why all Christians receive the same gift, eternal life. The parable means that even when Christians balk at the generosity of the grace of God from time to time, we do so because we have within us remnants of the Pharisee. This is why every Christian needs to meditate on the generosity of God, turn from our pride, trust in the perfect righteousness of Jesus alone as recovering Pharisees. You see, the parable of the workers in the vineyard, it helps Christians to delight in the grace of God that is ours in union with the Lord Jesus. And it also serves as a warning that we should never serve Jesus for the sake of a reward we think the Lord owes us. Such an attitude shows that, that we love the reward rather than the giver of the gift, which also reveals the force of Jesus' warning in Matthew twenty sixteen. So the last will be the first, and the first will be the last. The rich young ruler is significant in this story because he wanted power and prestige, but wasn't willing to follow Jesus. The greatest danger in the world is that we will do what God asks and then focus on our performance rendered to Jesus rather than to the Lord whom we render it. And the Lord knows this, and he loves the people of God enough to warn them about it. With that said, he does more than warn us about it, he calls us back to himself to delight in the grace of God and the gifts of God so as to love him heart, mind, and soul. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.